Petco Park, a new beginning. Let's go. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby said she wanna go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Mitchell and Ness with the old school name. All of the homies holla Padre gang. Yeah, that. Today's a great day, huh? Yay! Padres are 50 and 41. They just dropped three out of four to the Colorado Rockies at Coors Field. They don't know how to win a game at Coors Field, it seems like. Okay, they won on Monday. Woohoo! Woohoo! Then they lost the last three. Guys can't catch fly balls. Guys don't know how to run the bases. Guys don't know how to catch ground balls. Blake Snell doesn't know how to not walk guys. Absolutely tremendous right now, the way the team's playing. I'm not starting out this episode like I usually do because it's just, I don't know. I just felt like saying that and starting it that way. I don't know how to start it. This, this team, yes, they're without Fernando Tatis Jr. Totally understand that, and I've tried to be optimistic about this team and say, no, just wait till they get Fernando back. And they have Drew Pomerantz and Jose Castillo and all these reinforcements and Pierce Johnson coming, Will Myers, Jerks, and Profar. Sure, they're going to help, but it's still the majority of this team that's still going to be on this team, playing for this team when those guys come back. Do I believe that this team, you know, the team that we're seeing right now is the team that we're going to see a month from now, two months from now? No. I think they're a better team than what we're seeing right now. But it's hard to come on here right now and be optimistic because they've lost five, or excuse me, they lost 13 of their last, what, 18 games or something? Five and 13 in their last 18. You can't beat the Colorado Rockies who are going nowhere. You're letting Jose Iglesias come in and hit like Barry Bonds. You're continuing to let CJ Crone and Charlie Blackman destroy you. It's, it's just, I'm just tired of it. I'm just frankly tired of it. And so this is episode 198 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host, Ben Fadden. Got a lot to discuss. Rocky series. We'll go Monday's game, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then today's game. I am live on YouTube right now, July 14th on Thursday after the Padres lost 8-5. to five. Were there positives from this series? Sure. I thought Shamanaya pitched well in game one. I thought Jake Cronor's continuing to play really well. I like what I've seen out of Estuary Ruiz, and I think that he should continue playing every day. I like what I see out of Nomar Mazzara. I think he should play every day. I'm not worried about Manny, but there's a lot that went wrong in this series. A lot more that went wrong than what went right in this series. And I think you can kiss the division goodbye right now uh, at this point. And I believe as we sit, the Padres are like a game and a half clear of the playoffs and being in the postseason. And yeah, it's July 14th, and we got a long way to go still. No, today was what, game 90 or 91 or something? Long way to go. 162 games, still got a long way to go. 
But right now, in the moment, I'm just pissed off. I'm frustrated. I am tired of watching this team, this offense, watching this bullpen the way that it's been pitching as of late. And so feel free to give me your thoughts uh, in the comments. For anyone that's here live, um, if you're watching on replay or you're listening on the podcast, I appreciate it. And this is kind of like event session. Um, usually I have a structure Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or not Thursday. I don't even remember what day of the week it is right now. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is usually what I would do, like games um, in order. And I'll still do that, but I'm probably going to be bouncing around a lot because there's just so many things that happened in this series, so much stupid stuff that happened in this series where it just boggles your mind. Like the Padres today, their pitching staff walked nine guys today. I mean, I, we're jump. I'm gonna jump all around probably, you know, in this episode. Like Grisham dropping a pop up, Hosmer fielding a ground ball, not being able to transfer and flip it to first base, Estuary Ruiz and Luke Voigt running to third base when they're already in scoring position and they're not the tying run. Austin Nola, yeah, the umpire made the bad call yesterday, but Austin Nola dropping the throw from Hosmer. Hosmer almost. Killing the Bill Chrisman on that throw. Any other bonehead plays you can think of in the series? There were tons. I'm just trying to go off the top of my head. You know, Blake Snell walking six guys, bases loaded, and he walks two guys in a row. Continues to rely on the breaking ball when it wasn't working. It's, it's, I'm just tired of the way this team's playing right now. So I guess we can start off with Thursday's, or not Thursday, Monday. Today's Thursday. I keep thinking today was, a, or this series was a weekend series. We'll start off with Monday's game. Padres ended up winning this game. Cool. Only game they won in this series. 50 and 38 was their record. Estier Ruiz looked like he was going to be brought up, but then he wasn't brought up. Then he was brought up the next day, so that was good. Uh, but then he obviously... Had a bad debut when all things were said and done because of the base running mistake he made. Uh, but Shamanai in this game, I thought he pitched well. Six and a third innings, two runs. Walked only one guy, struck out five. Um, Void had a sack fly. Jake had a home run. Jake played really well in this series. I think he had two home runs in this series. Had, a, had some sack flies. Drove in a couple runs today. I, I think he scored at least once today in Thursday's game. He is someone that the Padres are definitely building around, obviously. They are, he is a centerpiece of this team. And so, no, he's not going anywhere. And I'm glad that he's not going anywhere. But it, it can't just be a one-man show. It can't be a three-man show. You can't have your DH not get a hit since July 7th, which I believe is what Luke Voigt's on right now. Hasn't got a hit in a week. That's unacceptable. Uh, but good news for Crony there in that game. Uh, Manny homered, made it three to, uh, excuse me, that made it 3-1, hit it onto the top of the concourse, absolutely smashed that ball. Uh, Abrams homered in this game in the eighth, made it 6-2. And in this game, I was on the wrap-up show with John Schaefer after, and I was talking about how 
The one through three hitters, Crony, Manny, and Mazzara were amazing. Seven hits, two runs driven in from them combined, three runs scored. Mazzara hitting 309 uh, through Monday's game. Cronoworth on Monday night had his 21st multi-hit game of the season. And right now, it feels like it's a four-man show. On As a Monday night through Monday night, it was like a three-man show. Crony, Manny, and Mazzara. And then, you know, sitting now, it's pretty much like a four-man show. Manny, Crony, Mazzara, and Ruiz. Estrella Ruiz, I thought he played pretty dang well uh, for his first, you know, three games in the big leagues. Got his first stolen base today. And I, I'm jumping around, obviously, because I was talking about Monday's game. Today's Thursday. That was a long time away, but this is what I do. I do the series reactions. So uh, that was a long way away, but that's just when the series started. Uh, and Chris Matt went an inning in two-thirds in this game, one earned run. Um, Taylor Rogers obviously, was the big – it's a big question, and the bullpen is a huge question right now for the Padres. Oh, great. Jim Russell just retweeted that Josh Naylor hit a home run, performer Padre. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Jim. Um, you know, Taylor Rogers, he sucked. Seven, he's allowed seven runs in his last five appearances. 11-1-2 ERA in his last five appearances. Allowed the double to Connor Joe, went over his Ocar's head. And then he allowed the, the Blackman double down the right field line. That made it 6-5, and the Padres only won by one run. They should have won probably by three runs in this game uh, on Monday night, but they won by one. Yeah, cool, they got the win. But the big story out of this game, because uh, we know that the offense isn't going to score six runs you know, every game consistently. They were given some runs there. Um, the big question and the big storyline was the bullpen, and it's going to continue to be the bullpen in addition to the offense. Blake Snell, that's a question. To be honest, I think that they should just trade him. Uh, and I still think teams are going to have a big ego and think that they can fix Blake Snell. So they'll probably just say, hey, let's trade for Snell, trade away someone to the Padres, an outfielder. We think we'll be able to fix him. We have him under control for next year. And maybe a deal could work out there. The Padres can save some salary, uh, which they need to because they're only like a million dollars away from the luxury tax. And we know that the Padres, Peter Seidler, they don't want to go over that. Preller doesn't want to go over that because that means that they're going to have to forfeit multiple draft picks in the future. And we know that the draft picks are A.J. Preller's baby. And that's the draft's his baby. He's a scout at heart. So that would not make him happy if they'd have to lose draft picks. Uh, he might not be here for those draft picks, but that's just how he's going to be thinking. Uh, but Taylor Rogers, I guess he's the closer still. I mean, Nabil Chrismat, these last couple games of this series, he did not look good. But anyone that wants to come back at me, I saw some people on Twitter that were like, Nabil Chrisma, you thought he wanted you thought uh he should have been the closer? Like, uh yeah, I did. He had an ERA under two after Taylor Rogers sucked on Monday. Yeah, I think they that um Nabil Chrismat should have been the closer after Monday's game. You know, like I don't fully trust Luis Garcia. Pitched pretty good today. Who else are you gonna trust in that bullpen? Lamette's got an ERA of 10, and he's already been sent down. You know, Jose Castillo's not up here. Who do you trust? Drew Pomerantz isn't back. Robert Suarez is on the 60-day IL. Who do you trust? I know Chris Matt's not this big strikeout guy, but I don't trust Taylor Rodgers right now. He can't find his slider consistently. And so, yeah, Preller's going to make have to make some additions uh, at this deadline to this bullpen, at least one, and pretty much right now, like, his big thing is hope. 
Hope that Will Myers comes back and can hit and contribute to this team when he's platooning with Mazzara. Hope that Jerks and Profar can come back and be the same guy that he was as the leadoff hitter before he suffered that concussion. Hope that Drew Pomerantz can come back. Hope that Jose Castillo, when he comes up at some point, will produce. Hope that Estieri Ruiz will continue to produce. Hope that when Fernando comes back, whenever he comes back, he'll be able to be the MVP Tatis. Hope that Luke Voigt can start getting hits and not go weeks without getting a hit like he has this past week. That's a lot of hoping. And so this Padres, the way they're playing right now, it's a bad stretch. I think that this team, you know, I just totally went in on the team right there for pretty much the first 12 minutes here. But with that said, I think that this team is still a better team than what we're seeing right now. But they got to play better, obviously. And A.J. Preller is at fault because the Padres don't have enough depth right now to, you know, keep winning enough games to keep, you know, anywhere in, in reaching distance with the Dodgers for the division. Division's out the window. They're like nine games back right now. Um, doesn't, have, doesn't have enough depth. Hope is not a great method. Uh, not a great strategy uh, to go win and make the postseason. I think they can. I think they will still make the postseason. I want to make that clear. But right now, I'm speaking as a diehard Padres fan watching this team suck for the last couple weeks, and I'm just tired of watching sloppy baseball. They're one and six at Coors Field against the Colorado Rockies this year. They lost 13 of their last 18 games. It's it's tiring. Yes. They have me. I'm going to the game tomorrow. Yep, City Connect Day. Hopefully they can turn it around. Yep, cool. And when I'm going to the game, I'm probably going to be happy. I'm probably going to be smiling because that's the great thing about baseball. There's a new day, right? But right now, I can't, you know, put on a smiley face and act like I'm, you know, really happy about the way, oh, we're still nine games over 500 right now. You know, I said that, hey, I, I was saying this to Paul Rindu on uh, episode 197 when I interviewed him. We're still 11 games over 500. You know, people got to have that perspective. It's crazy how, you know, two games can totally flip the way I'm feeling right now. And maybe I'm, I'm going to be feeling different by tomorrow when I'm heading to the game. But you can't feel happy right now with the way this team's playing. So I, it's hard. Yeah, the Padres won on Monday, but it's hard to spend a lot of time on that game because it wasn't even an encouraging win. Crony, Mazzara, Manny, cool. They played well. Abrams got a home run. Cool. But like Taylor Rogers, he he sucked pretty much, you know. Manaya, cool, pitched well, great. But what about the next three games that they lost? And Taylor Rogers didn't pitch well, you know. Eleven, he has an ERA over eleven in the last five appearances. You can't, I can't trust him right now in a one-run game. You know, he's lucky he had a what a three-run lead when he came in. You know, like. Let's just move to Tuesday's game. Padres lost five to three. They dropped to fifty and thirty-nine. Um, this was the game where Estieri Ruiz and Trent Grisham, or not, well, him too, uh, and Luke Voigt, they had their heads up their butts. If we're being honest, I mean, yeah, we could start, you know, in the top of the first where the Padres had second and third with one out, uh, and Voigt and Alfaro struck out. That's not re the big reason why they lost the game. You know, like, 
Clev stranded some runners. Cool. Uh, Nick Martinez, that sucked to see him exit that game. Sprained ankle, but it seems like he's okay. But obviously, the big thing to talk about in Tuesday's game is Esteri Ruiz making his big league debut, wanting to make a difference. And I love that he's aggressive, and we saw him steal that base today. But you cannot, you cannot, in the eighth inning, when there's two outs, try to steal third base when you're already in scoring position, and your run is not the tying run. What are you doing? Running out of innings. That's what you're doing. The coaching staff gives you a red light, which is what Kevin Acey reported, and he still runs through it. And he said, I saw something in the scouting report. Cool. Yep, I, I like that you saw something in the scouting report. You know, I guess that's encouraging. If you want to say, you want to take a glass half full of this, cool, you, you saw something in the scouting report. You're doing your job. But you got to know the situation. You can't be running there. And then Luke Voigt, I think that's even worse. I know that there was two outs, and that's how Ruiz ended the inning, and you could say that that's worse because there was two outs. But Luke Voigt's a veteran, and he's one of the slowest guys, if not the slowest guy on the team, him and Hosmer. Why are you tagging on a ball to left field, trying to run to third, when you're not the tying run? You're one of the slowest guys on the face of the earth that play baseball. At least that's what it feels like, especially when I was watching him run to third base. And you still run. What are you doing? And yeah, I'm glad that Luke was pissed off at himself for doing that. That's one of the few times that he got on because he hasn't got a hit in a week. And you run yourself into an out. And guess what? Padres lose by two runs. Trent Grisham drops that ball in center field. That run ends up scoring on a little number to third base. Estuary Ruiz thrown out. That's a run that may have scored. Who knows? Luke Voigt gets thrown out. Maybe that's a run. You take away that run that Rocky shouldn't have had, they would have won at least 4-3, to three, even with the Ruiz uh, and Voigt mistakes. You take one of those mistakes away, who knows? Totally, I forget who was up then, but um, someone drives in a run there, boom. Now all of a sudden, you got a tie 4-4 game. Who knows what happens then? This series was sloppy, sloppy, sloppy baseball. I mean, this is the worst I've seen this team play sloppy-wise easily the entire year. And it's just weird because it's a Bob Melvin team. Like, from what I remember watching those A's teams, they didn't play very sloppy, right? Even today. And I don't get on Manny very much because he's a very good player. He has a very high baseball IQ. He's smarter than all of us in terms of baseball and his baseball knowledge, and he knows what he's doing. But like today... Sack fly to right, Mazzara throws it into third, and Manny just clinks the ball off his glove. Just clinks off his glove. And a runner gets to third. I don't think a run scored there, but it just drives me insane. Absolutely drives me insane. The fly ball to Grisham in center field, how do you not catch that baseball? I could have caught that. And then he catches the ball, and then he goes late in the game and he catches that ball off the left center field wall. An amazing catch. Props to him for that catch. But how do you make that catch and then drop an easy pop-up? That makes no sense to me. At all. And then today, it was the ninth inning, watching fastballs go right down the middle. Swing the bat. Uh, it's just frustrating. 
Padres lost Tuesday 5-3. to three. And I guess I got to, you know, I do have to hold these guys accountable. I know I've been already talking about Voight, but Crony and Manny and Voight as well. They combined to go 0 for 12 on Tuesday night. Three strikeouts, left 11 on base. I was encouraged that Nomar Mazzara got his first start uh, versus left-handed pitching. So that's great. Finally, Bomel is listening to fans that, including me. Um, I know he doesn't listen, but you know what I'm saying. He's finally giving Mazzara at-bats against lefties. Finally. Should have done it like weeks ago. Five for ten against lefties, I think, entering Tuesday's game or something like that. Give him the chance. And guess what? He's one of your best hitters right now. And even if Voight was hitting and other guys were hitting, he would have been, he would still be one of the Padres' best hitters right now. I love what Nomar is bringing to this team. When Myers comes back, sorry, Mazara should be playing every day. Maybe you put Myers at first and just take Hosmer out of the dang lineup and put him on the bench. Stop playing the guy. And you put Myers at first. He played there for a few years. Put him at first. Put Crony at second. Put Abrams at short. Manny at third. There you go. Because I'm tired of Voight right now. I, I still believe in Voight more than Hosmer, obviously. And I've been tired of Hosmer for years. So Tuesday, they lost by two runs. I saw a note in Kevin Acey's newsletter on Wednesday morning. Said that the Padres lead Major League Baseball in left on base with 645 runners left on base this year. There you go. Five and 13 in their last 18. Wednesday, Padres lost 10 to 6. I went on the wrap up show with Jim Russell yesterday. Yeah, Michael in the comments here says, Preach it, Ben, bringing out your inner Jim Russell. Yeah, I went on with him yesterday and we literally were dying laughing because of. How bad of Eric Hosmer's play was during this game, where he almost nailed the Bill Chris match. We had to laugh our butt off to stop from crying. Like, this team, they just suck right now. Is the season over? No, it's not. I believe that this team is still a playoff team. But I'm reacting to what I just saw. I'm reacting to the last, like, two weeks. I'm, you know, and, and part of it maybe is that the Padres aren't telling us anything about Tatis. And the All-Star break's right there. It is right there. You can see it. And this team's falling apart. And these games still count. What if they don't make the playoffs by two or three games? And you come back and you're like, we were so close to the All-Star break. And what if they turn it around after the All-Star break, but it's too late or something? They go on another slide in September when they have a tough schedule. And you come back and it's like, Oh, what about that opening day game against Arizona? What about that game where you were up 6 nothing and you lost against Arizona earlier this month, I think that was, or maybe it was last month. What about the Pittsburgh game where Hosmer let that ball go right under his glove? What about the Cleveland game in Cleveland where you let Hedges and Naylor just dominate you late in that game? You know? What about Wednesday's game that we're going to talk about now where they were up 6-3 to three at one point? They were up three to nothing at one point, and you end up losing. The Rockies had 18 hits. Was it 18? I think it was 18 hits off the Padres last night. Crony had another home run, ninth home run of the year. Great. Made the Padres up one nothing. I'm a huge Jake Cronenworth fan. He's my favorite Padre. Him and Musgrove. 
that's not enough. That's and yesterday, I, you know, yeah, they scored six runs, but it was still a little bit on the offense. Like, look, they had runs given to them, given to them. Top of the fifth, Chad Cool walked Hosmer like it was 2015, like he's one of the best hitters in baseball. Walked him on four pitches, made it two nothing Padres. And then Chasin comes in, four-pitch walk to Hassan Kim. Made it 3 nothing Padres. That's two runs that are gifted to the Padres. A third run was gifted. When Hosmer grounded out to second base, Brendan Rodgers made an error. That's three runs. Manny scored, I believe, on that play. They should not have even been in this game and it had been tied 6-6 at one point. Because the offense wasn't good enough, collectively. They left, I think, 13 guys on base last night. The, uh, the Rockies left like 21 guys on base. That's how bad the pitching was. Uh, Musgrove wasn't on his night. That's, you know, it's Coors Field. He didn't walk anyone. Uh, I disagreed with some of the pitch selections that he had. I think he threw some fastballs where he should have thrown some breaking balls. But I'm not going to get on Joe because he's been pitching amazing for the team. You get out. Yeah, let's get on him for one bad start that he had. Cool. Yeah, you know. He's had two bad starts this year. I'm not going to get on him. What I am going to get on is Chris Matt. You know, I've been hesitant to get on him this year because he has been pitching so well. But he sucked. He sucked yesterday. He sucked today most of the time. Gave up the Glacius three-run home run. Um, and then today, what do you do today? There was so much that happened in today's game, it's hard to even remember what Chris Matt did. He went two-thirds of an inning and gave up three runs today. He wasn't good these last two games. Flush it, move on. Hopefully you end, you know, this series against Arizona uh, before the All-Star break, end it on a good note, and you go get some rest with your family. You know, hopefully that's what happens. Um, but you have two three-run leads and you lose the game. You can't have that happen. And you're not facing the Dodgers. You're facing the Colorado Rockies. You know, man. Um, oh, here's another guy to get on top of the fifth. You know, after the Rockies gifted us two runs with those four pitch walks to Hosmer and Kim first pitch, CJ Abrams swings at a ball and pops it up. Why are you swinging on first pitch? Are you not watching the game, CJ? This is like little league stuff. Four straight pitches back to back at bats. And you, then you go swing at the first pitch. Why? Why? Make Chasin throw it in the strike zone more than once in a row. You know? Why are you doing that? Who knows what would have happened if you would have been more patient? What if he would have kept throwing balls? He would have given you another run. I know they lost by four. But that was after Bo, Bo Mel. Look, I love Bob Melvin. But he did make a mistake, I think, last night. I said it on the wrap-up show with Jim Russell last night. You can go watch that. Um, I said it there. Why is Taylor Scott pitching in a tie game in the seventh inning when it's 6-6? Why? He allowed an RBI single, then another single to Crone, then a two-RBI single to Iglesias to left. He pitched one inning, gave up four hits, walked a guy, and gave up three runs. He is a mop-up guy. Why is he pitching in a 6-6 game when you just activated Adrian Morahone before the game started. 
Adrian Morahone is a better relief pitcher than Taylor Scott is. You bring Morahone in to pitch after the game's over, after they're down by three already? Why? That makes no sense to me. If you're going to pitch Morahone, pitch him in the tie game. Don't pitch him when you're down three. You don't pitch Taylor Scott, who's a mop-up guy, in a tie game. That boggles my mind. So uh, I don't get on Bob Melvin a lot, but I totally disagreed with that decision. And I disagree with this take, by the way. I, sorry, I haven't been reading the comments a lot because I've just been going off and just saying what I want to say. Um, but I did see this comment here by JD's third, and I think it's really a bad comment. I, I disagree. Manny is an awesome player, JD's third said. I agree with that, and he's beloved. I disagree with this point, though. He says he is a horrible team leader and captain. Should get someone else for that role. Who do you want for that role? I'd love to, please, let me know who you want to be the team captain over Manny Machado. The guy that plays every day? The guy that has the highest baseball IQ on the team? The guy that's the best active player on the team? He's a horrible team leader? Really? Did you not see when Abrams got backpicked yesterday? He went and literally immediately talked to him? How is he a horrible... How, please, let me know. How is he a horrible team leader and team captain? How is he a horrible... You're not in there. Are you watching every game? Yeah, yeah, good comment here, yeah. I know this is a joke, but let's have Hosmer be the team captain. See how that worked out. The team meetings every third day last year when they were collapsing, how'd that work out? Manny is the captain of this team. That's a dumb... That's like a Dodger fan comment. Come on. Anything else to talk about in Wednesday's game? Look, I, I just disagreed with that Taylor Scott decision. Two three-run leads, and they choke them both. Can't happen. It's a game they're going to regret, or they might regret. That's pretty much all you got to say right there. Five and 12 in their last 17 entering today's game. Now they're five and 13 in their last 18 games. And guess what? It was amazing last night. The Dodgers came back from a 6-0 deficit to win. The Padres had a combined six-run lead in this game, and they lost by four runs. Great job, Padres. Man, I love this team, and you know I'm ranting, and I'm yelling, and I'm mad because of how much I love this team. I still think this team is a playoff team. I'm going to continue saying it throughout the episode, so anyone that comes in live and thinks that I've given up, I haven't given up. I'm just emotionally, and I am emotionally reacting. Yeah, I'll admit that. I'm emotionally reacting to this team's sloppy play over the last couple weeks. To Jose Azokar dropping fly balls at Dodger Stadium. To Eric Hosmer calling for the ball at Dodger Stadium. Letting it hit the mound. To Eric Hosmer fielding the ball. Throwing it to second base when the runner going, from, going to first base in the ninth inning against the Diamondbacks in Arizona wasn't even halfway to first base yet. And C.J. Abrams was starting that play in the outfield. To Eric Hosmer trying to pick balls and looking the other way. To Trent Grisham dropping balls in center field. To Esteri Ruiz and Luke Voigt running into outs when they're not the tying run and they're already in scoring position. That little stuff. That's what I'm reacting to. 
yep, AJ needs to make some moves. But a lot of this team is going to remain intact. A lot of this team is going to be the same team that's going to make the playoffs if they do make the playoffs. A lot of these players are going to be doing that. So I still believe in them, most of them. But I'm just pissed off from what I've seen from this team as of late. And I'm sure a lot of you guys are in the chat as well. This episode, by the way, before we get to uh, Thursday's game, today's game, which was another S show, um, this is episode 198 of the Talking Ferraris podcast and YouTube show brought to you by Gaglion Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries located inside Petco Park. City Connect days tomorrow. If you're going to be there, I will. Uh, feel free. Go up to Gaglion Bros, get some cheesesteaks, some garlic fries. Hoping the Padres can get back to a winning uh, get back on that winning track tomorrow. You can visit gaglionbros.com to view their entire menu. Uh, the phone numbers, the addresses, they're all there. Uh, they have two locations in Mission Gorge and Point Loma. Love Joe Gaglione and what he's done for me uh, and what he does for the city of San Diego. Uh, great cheesesteaks, great garlic fries. So shout out to them. Um, they're the sponsor of this episode. Uh, speaking of today's game, Padres lost 8-5. to five. They're now 50-41. and 41. There were 17 games over 500 at one point. They're now nine games over 500. Yeah, tomorrow's game, good point, Dan. Tomorrow's game is on Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah, that's great. Glad I'm going to it because those broadcasters suck. Uh, going to Thursday's game, today's game, uh, the Padres never had a lead. Credit to the offense for coming back at one point, tying it at five in the fifth. Grisham had a solo home run. It always seems like he hits home runs when, in moments where it feels like the game's over. Even when they tied the game, it felt like they were going to screw it up somehow, and they did. Uh, Crony had an RBI single to center, made it 5-4. He scored on Alfaro's RBI single to center, which tied the game. Uh, but Blake Snell is the story here, you know, at least at the beginning of the game. He sucked. Bottom second, he allowed a double. Then he allowed a walk. Then he had a wild pitch, put runners on second and third. Grichik hit a weak grounder down the first baseline. And Hosmer... Forgets how to dive and goes into right field. Those two runs score. Then in the fourth, Snell walked in a run with the bases loaded, made it 4-2 Rockies. Next batter, Chris Bryant, walks him on four pitches, makes it 5-2. Just didn't adjust. Did not adjust. And my computer's about to die, so let me put my charger on that. Uh, but he just didn't adjust. And I said it earlier. They should probably just trade Blake Snell. He's not consistent. He's, he's not going to be consistent. I don't believe he's going to be consistent in a Padre uniform uh, because I just haven't seen it. There was that month stretch, right? There was that month stretch. Hold on one second. There was that month stretch in like August of last year. There we go. August into September of last year before he had the groin injury. And... He pitched well during that stretch. You know, he had that no-hitter into, like, the seventh inning against the Angels. He was pitching well against the Dodgers, like, going into the eighth inning against the Dodgers in, like, a 2-1 game. Gave up that one home run, I think, to, like, Chris Taylor or something. Pitched really well. I remember that one start at Petco. But I mean, like, consistent, like, ace consistent, like the guy that we traded for, the guy that we gave up Luis Patino for, you know, the guy that we gave up, I think, Hudson Head for, uh, some other guys, that guy. I mean, that consistent. I don't think he's going to do that with the Padres. And 
You just hope that Mackenzie Gore will come back after the All-Star break and get back to the guy that he was for the majority of the first half of the season and not the guy that we saw his last start and the start, the two starts against the Rockies less than a month ago. Because then he'll probably slot in as like the five starter, right? And you hope that Nick Martinez will be okay after the sprained ankle. Because then it'll be Musgrove, Darvish, I'm confident in them. I'm confident, I'm pretty confident in Shamanaya. And then you got Gore. I'm confident, I'm still confident in him. I think the rest, the all-star rest, putting in the bullpen for a little bit will be good. I'm confident mostly in Clevenger uh, for the first like three or four innings. And then he usually has that bad inning. Snell, I'm just not, I don't have that same confidence. Sorry, I don't. Whenever he gets into trouble, he works incredibly slow. He's walking, guys. It's a walkathon. And you just don't feel like he, he puts you in a good position to win a game. Shamanaya, he gives you quality starts. He might give up three runs, but you still feel like, okay, at least, you know, if we don't win, it's the offense. It's not, it's not him. Blake Snell today, he didn't make it through four innings. You can't do that. You're Blake Snell going into this game. You know that you have to give innings because you know that this bullpen is not in a good shape. It's not in good shape going into today's game. You probably know Gore's not going to be available. You know that Garcia and Rodgers are going to pitch late in the game. I don't even think Rodgers pitched in this game. He hasn't pitched in a while, after, or since Monday, I think. And yesterday, Morhone pitched. Taylor Scott pitched yesterday. You know that the bullpen's not in a good spot. You got to give innings. And what do you do? You don't adjust. You keep throwing the breaking ball down and outside the zone. Yeah, Hosmer didn't help him. But it's not like those two runs that scored on that Hosmer play where Hosmer forgot how to dive. He still gave up the double and the walk before that for those two guys to score. And walking guys back-to-back with the bases loaded is inexcusable. Make an adjustment. And I know that he's maybe he's trying to mentally make an adjustment when he's working slow, but that's not working. You working slow when you're struggling, that's just going to get in your head even more. You got to work faster. You got to. And he just works slow. You're in the broadcast. Mud was even getting pissed off about it a little bit, a little irritated. Like, no, pick up the pace. Let's go. That's not what was happening. And so, am I gonna work? Am I gonna root for Blake Snell? Of course I am. I root for Eric Hosmer. You know, any people that see my posts and how I photoshopped the fun fact on the Petco Park, Petco Park Jumbotron of how one of Hosmer's hobbies is hitting ground balls to second. It's true. You know, it's easy to get on him. I don't like him, but that doesn't mean I'm going to not root for him when he's in the box. When he's in the box, I'm probably going to think, oh, he's probably not going to come through, but I want him to come through. I want everyone to come through. I'm a Padres fan. I'm not just someone that's here to come hate on, any, on everyone, but when this team's playing bad like this, there's only a few guys that I can applaud in this series. And there's only a few guys that I'm not going to, you know, get in on and go get go hard on uh, just because they've been pitching or playing well for the majority of the season. I'm not going to go on in on Musgrove. I'm not going to go in on Cronenworth because I think he's playing better. And I know he's a big part of this team. I'm not going to go in on Manny. And that guy that said that Manny's not a good leader. Get out of here. Really? I'm not going to go in on. I mean, I went on and on on Chris Matt earlier, but I still 
think that he's, you know, one of their best relievers. I, I try not to go in on Bob Melvin, but I, I really disagreed with what he did with that Taylor Scott decision yesterday on Wednesday night. You know? Um, so I, I still want to be optimistic. And tomorrow I'll probably put out a tweet and say, keep the faith. Let's go Padres. Today's City Connect Day. Hopefully that's the new mojo and the Padres can start a, you know, keep, you know, they can get on a winning track and they'll win tonight. Me saying that tomorrow. Because I want to be an optimistic person and an optimistic Padre fan. You know, I don't want to be miserable. But the way the team's playing, I can't sit up here and say, we're all right, everything's fine. I still think this team's a playoff team. But not everything's fine right now, obviously. And today, you know, three and two-thirds innings for Snell, five earned runs, six walks, four hits. His ERA is now 5-2-2. Chris Matt didn't pitch well today. I already got on him. Don't think it's, you know, it serves me any good to get on him. Uh, two-thirds of an inning, three runs, three hits. Wasn't good today. We know that. But nine walks for the Padres pitching. Come on. Nine walks? Way too much. Way too much. And, you know, talking about Blake Snell, what do you guys think in the chat? Do you think that they should trade Blake Snell? If they can get something back for him, you know, that they think can help the offense, I'd be up for it. Can they get back a reliever? You know, I'd be up for it. Because, I, you know, our luck is injuries would happen or Blake Snell would go to the other team that we trade him to, and he pitches like the race Blake Snell. But he's not doing that here. So it's hard to just keep throwing him out there because whenever he, you know, he has one or two good starts, and then the next start he does this. You need more consistency. Sochi says keep all the starter arms. I, I totally understand that thought too. You know, but like Snell, most starts, it feels like he's a liability. And he's not setting up the bullpen well. You know? And I don't know what you'd get back for Snell. Like, there's teams that are going to think that they can fix him. So I think that they will get, they would get something good back for him. Now, someone that I wouldn't trade is Estieri Ruiz. I mean, Kevin AC, what are you doing, dude? Did anyone see this tweet that he had today? I have had him on the show. I think some of his reporting's good. Uh, some of his reporting makes no sense. Like today. And then during the game today, 1.19 p.m., he says, Estieri Ruiz with the leadoff double and steals third base with no outs. Uh, that was uh, that was the first run the Padres scored. Leadoff double, steals third. And then Grisham steals second. Second and third, no outs. Kim has a sack fly. And Ruiz scores. Crony has a fly out to center. Grisham scores, made it 3-2 Colorado. Padres came back. Then they obviously lost. Uh, that was just for some context. Uh, Kevin says his first major league stolen base. He's four for nine with a triple and a double, earning more playing time and, catch this, enhancing his potential trade value. Okay. Why would the Padres trade Estieri Ruiz? He's like their fourth best hitter right now. He's one of their best players. He should be playing every day in the outfielder. 
Why would they trade Estieri Ruiz? That's idiotic to even think that, oh, it's a potential trade piece. Why would they do that? When this guy is a spark to this team, it's one thing to maybe say it if Profar and Myers come back and they hit, they stay healthy, Grisham starts playing well, and Mazzara keeps playing well. You know, that's something to say then. But Estere Ruiz, we have him for six years. This guy, he was hitting bullets this series. I think he could be top of the order at some point if things, you know, if they want Kim down in the order and have Ruiz lead off with his speed. You know, he could get into scoring position a lot for Crony and Manny behind him and Mazzara and Alfaro, you know? Like this guy, why would you trade him? Like, of course, if you get a great offer, sure. But to just say, oh, he's increasing his potential, his uh, trade value. So you, so you think that the Padres brought up Estieri Ruiz to trade him? No, they brought him up because Grisham has sucked and that they need someone in the outfield. They need a spark. They need someone to play every day. He played in center. Then he moved over to left, I think, these last two games. Like, they brought him up to play. Why would they trade him? He's one of their best players right now. That, that didn't make sense to me. Um, yeah. Anthony here in the chat says trade Grisham. Okay. I just don't know how much they get back for him, you know? I think people think that Snell's more fixable than Grisham. Like, could, could, you know, he could provide more of an impact to that team that would be getting him than Grisham would, you know? That's what I feel like. And I don't know what sending him down to AAA would do, Grisham. Like, getting him more at-bats? Like, no, I think he's just... I think he's lost. All right, let me get to some comments here. Padres, they dropped this game. Again, you know, pitching sucked, nine walks. Uh, the offense was fine, I thought. You know, props to them for battling back a little bit, tying the game up at one point. But this game, this series, you know, it's not just about this game. It's the it's a series. This series was absolutely sloppy. So many sloppy plays. And I still think this team is a playoff team, but the way this team's playing right now, they're not playing like a playoff team right now. And it has to change. Anthony says Manny is a great teacher, not a leader. Totally disagree with that. Um, Zochi says, I'd rather the Padres have a bad month now than finish the season with two healthy starters and tank like last year. Well, I mean, I understand your point, but every game matters. I know you want to finish strong and have some momentum going into October, assuming they make the postseason. But every game counts the same. Like, Okay, a bad month now is the same as a bad month after the All-Star break. Like, you know, like, these games matter still. And right now, let me look at the standings. I know teams haven't, not everyone's played today. But looking at the standings here, let me see one second here. 
if my phone's going to load. So they're nine games back in the division. Kiss that away for now, at least. And we have no idea when Tatis is coming back. And in the wild card, they only have a three-game lead between them and San Francisco. San Francisco's the one team. They're the first team out of a wild card spot. Padres are two games up on St. Louis for the second wild card spot. Giants are a game back of St. Louis for the third. Padres have a three-game back, uh, three-game gap between themselves and the Giants. The Giants are five and five in their last ten. Padres are three and seven. Who's trending in the wrong direction? The Padres more, you know. Like, I think the Padres are a better team than the Giants, but I'm looking at it right now, reacting emotionally to the Padres only being, you know, three and a half clear of a playoff spot when this team was supposed to be fighting for the division. And, you know, as a matter of weeks ago, they were 17 games over 500 and they were scoring 15 runs in a game. That's not what's happening right now. You know, you had Taylor Rogers making the all-star game and now he's gone, you know, five straight appearances with, without giving a scoreless inning, giving a scoreless appearance, you know? It's just frustrating. You have Luke Voigt, who you acquired as your DH, and he hasn't got a hit in a week. And I know everyone in the chat here is frustrated, and maybe I'm saying the same things over and over and over again. I'm just frustrated right now with this team. Just going through the comments here. Super Samaj says Snell, Hosmer, Camposano. Like in a trade? I don't know if a team would do that. Like, you know, I think teams like Camposano, but taking on Hosmer and Snell's contract? Contracts? That's a lot of money to take on for two players that are inconsistent. One guy thinks that the season lasts for a month and a half in Hosmer, and the other guy, he has one or two really good starts. Last two starts going in today allowed combined two runs, and then he falls off a cliff and walks six guys in a start, you know? I don't think those guys have high value. Are, if, if they trade Snell, Hosmer, and Camposano, like, they're, it's not like they're, I don't know if they'd be saving a ton of money there. They'd have to eat a lot of Hosmer's contract. Maybe a team would take on Snell, but they'd have to give up then probably more than Camposano, you know, prospect-wise. So I don't, I don't even know if that gets any, that gets that done, you know. Yeah, I see this point here by Dan says Snell needs a Brent Strom from Arizona one of the probably the best pitching coach in baseball um he's actually my uncle's like best friend he said Arizona would not want him or have someone we need then again Strom might crush him video streaming is silly when you are not pitching well what in terms of your point about Snell needing a Brent Strom like Ruben Niebla is supposed to be that he's supposed to be that pitching wizard and I still believe in Ruben Niebla. I don't think this is totally on Ruben Niebla. I think it's on Snell for not adjusting and working slow and not just getting the ball and pitching, thinking about things too much, continuing to rely on the breaking ball when it was clear it wasn't working today. You know, just not throwing strikes. If he gets pounded by leaving balls over the middle, I'd still rather have that than him walking six guys. 
and him walking two guys in a row with the bases loaded and just saying, here you go, giving you this run, gifting you this run, and walking a guy before giving up uh, those t- that two RBI single down the right field line. I know that wasn't hit hard, but he still walked a guy. You know, I'm fine with you know giving up a double. Okay, if he gets knocked around, he gets knocked around. But he's still making the other team swing the bat. When you're not making the other team swing the bat, that's where we got a problem. That's where I got an issue. Yusef the third says, if we want good players this year, we're going to have to give up some players as well. No, duh. Of course. And we're going to have to clear salary to get good players because Preller wants to, and Scyther probably want to stay under that $230 million luxury tax number. JD's third says, that's how desperate we are. One series and we want him to lead off permanently. I think he's talking about SDR Ruiz. Jeez. That's all we have to judge off of. He had an OPS almost of 1,000, I think, in the minor leagues. Or it might have been over 1,000. He said he was hitting over 300 in the minor leagues. He's stealing bases. He's a spark. I, I've seen one series from him, and he's been one of the Padres' best players. Sorry. Maybe I'm being reactionary. I've already said I'm being re- reactionary right now. What? I'm not saying I want Luke Voigt to go lead off when he hasn't gotten a hit in a week. Ruiz looks good. Yeah, he made a bonehead play on Wednesday night, or whenever that was. Tuesday night. And of course, yeah, that was stupid. But hopefully he's he's already learned from that. Like Voigt's learned from that stupid sacrifice uh, that, you know, when he tried tagging up uh, second, third on that flyout, you know? Yeah, Sochi says, Kim's not a leadoff hitter. We need Profar back in the leadoff spot. Just like Tatis, he hits well at leadoff. Profar has a rehab assignment tonight. He's starting one in uh, Lake Elsinore. I would not push him. There's no reason to have him play this series in Ari- against Arizona. Because um, I like how Ruiz has played in left. Worst case scenario, they can have the Zokar play if they don't want Grisham playing. Or you could bring Rooker up, who hit two home runs the other night. In El pa- for El Paso and send down a Zokar. You know, is, I think Matthew Batten's still on this team somehow. Um, with Profar, I want him to be healthy when he comes back. Don't want him to rush back. Take the All-Star break and come back at the same time as Will. I feel like that would be right after the All-Star break. I- I'd be fine with that. Devin says, let's be honest, guys. Padres are a 500 team. Totally disagree with that. They're not a 500. They're a playoff team. I still think they're a playoff team. They're going through a really bad stretch, and Padre fans are definitely okay to be, you know, they're, it's reasonable for Padre fans like myself to be pissed off right now based on the way the team's playing. Why? Because we believe that this team's better than the, the way that we're watching them, the way that they're playing right now. At least that's what I would believe. I know some people want to view it glass half empty and that the Padres, oh no, this is another collapse. They're doing it without Tatis. They're doing it with, with a lot of injuries. They have a stronger rotation. It's just, you know, this is this is a tough, tough stretch. And I think they can turn it around. I do. With that said, like I've said a hundred times already today, 
I'm still pissed off, though, with the way the team's playing, but they're better than a 500 team. Even right now, they're nine games over 500. How'd they get there? They were 17 at one point, right? You're telling me it'll even himself out? Or even the record will even itself out? Okay. Even itself out is not 500 for this Padres team, I don't think. It's, it's higher than that. Soccer Trees asked, would the Padres ever consider Trevor Bauer? Why would I? There's no need to even address that. Um, no, they wouldn't. That would be stupid. They have a good rotation. They have a good rotation. Some guys, you know, Snell, I think they should think about trading. They have a good rotation, though. I agree, Sochi. Profar and Mazzara need to start every single day. Totally agree. Myers and Ruiz can split time in center. Maybe. Maybe they put Myers at first. Myers was playing center, or he's playing center tonight in the rehab assignment. I don't think they'll put Myers at first, but he has played there in the past. If they want Crony still at second, and Myers might be better at first than Hosmer. I mean, it's not a very high standard to, you know, pass, but maybe they'll do that. Who knows? Uh, there's a lot of chat here. I really appreciate everyone coming in here. I know it's event session. Totally is. The Padres are 50 and 41 right now. Uh, I'll talk about the Arizona series coming up in a little bit. Again, this episode is brought to you by Gaglone Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries. You can visit gaglonebros.com to view their entire menu. They're located inside Petco Park and in Mission Gorge and Point Loma. Devin, are you like a Dodger fan? Like, Padres have no chance of winning the World Series. Most likely won't make the playoffs. Just enjoy the games and lower your expectations, guys. Sorry. No, I'm not going to lower my expectations. This team came into the season wanting to win the World Series. This team came into the season maybe trying to win the NL West. Okay, I'll lower my expectations from that, but I'm not going to lower my expectations for this team needing to be a playoff team. No, this team has an almost $230 million payroll. It has one of the best rotations in baseball. It has one of the best starting pitchers in baseball. It has the best third baseman in baseball. The best position player in the National League so far this year in baseball. It has one of the best managers in baseball. I'm not going to lower my expectations. Sorry. No. And if they don't have a chance of winning the World Series, look, is it, likely, is it very likely they win the World Series this year? I'll admit that. Probably not. There are teams that are better than them. And they have to get past the Dodgers. They haven't been able to do that. Yep, I'll admit that. But, you know, they have, so let's say they don't have, you know, a huge chance of winning the World Series. You know, a big chance. Okay. I still, you know, with that said, I still think they should try. I think they should still, you know, go make additions. They shouldn't just fold over and say, oh, no, no chance of winning the World Series. Let's go trade away. Everyone, let's not go acquire guys. Let's have a repeat trade deadline of last year where we go acquire guys that don't fit the team. No. Go acquire fits for this team. AJ made this roster. He needs to go improve it somehow. No, just because things aren't going well doesn't mean you just give up. And I still want to see how this team is when Tatis comes back. Just saying. 
Now, I just said I want the Padres to try. With that said, I don't want them giving up, you know, C.J. Abrams or Robert Hassel III, who's going to the Futures game this weekend at Dodger Stadium before the All-Star game. Um, I don't want them giving up Gore. I don't want them giving up those guys. James Wood, right? He's untouchable. I don't want them, you know, giving up those guys to try to win this year. But they still need to try. And just because things aren't going well doesn't mean you stop trying. But also just because things aren't going well and you had higher expectations doesn't mean that you sell the farm to try to go meet those expectations, right? Like, this team's still going to be good in the future after this season because of a lot of those young top prospects, right? Anthony says, Profar, Cronoworth, Manny, Tatis, Mazar, Alfaro, Myers, Voight, Hosmer, Nola, and then Ruiz is his lineup. Uh, you said Crone, C-R-O-N, so I'm guessing that's not C.J. Crone, it's Jake Cronoworth. Okay. I, I want Tatis hitting in that first inning, so I'd probably put Tatis leadoff and have Profar farther down on the order. Uh, but I, I kind of agree with that lineup. Yeah. Having a second leadoff hitter with Esteri Ruiz. Um, I mean, I'd kind of like, I, I kind of like, I mean, having Josh Bell would be great. Obviously. I kind of like trying Cronenworth at first, Abrams at second, Tatis at short, Manny at third. Try that. Because Cronenworth's the best first baseman on this roster, and he doesn't even play first base, you know? And Abrams can play second base pretty well, I think. I, I, I would like that. I, I'd try that, to be honest. If I was Bowmill. I'm not, but if I was. Mills says he got Manny to throw him a ball. That's cool. Um, and they just fell short. Today they just fell short. I mean... It felt like they were going to lose the game. Once Snell collapsed, it felt like they were going to lose the game. Johnny says, I like that they're putting up points. Well, this isn't basketball. It's called runs. And they're not putting up enough runs. Like, don't let this series fool you. Like, yeah, sure, they put up five runs today. But the other night, they had three runs given to them. This offense needs improvements. It needs to get better. Voight can't go a week, can't go a week without a hit. And continuing to strike out all the time, you know? Glory Ann says, How likely do you think it is they trade crony? Zero percent. Yeah, because Mike Trout's not walking through that door. Ron Soto's not walking through the door. You're not trading Jake Cronoworth. This guy is, obviously Manny's better, Tatis is better, but he's one of the most valuable players on this team. He could play first, he could play second, he could play short. I'm probably one of the biggest Jake Cronenworth defenders on the face of the plant, on this face of the earth. Um, so maybe I'm the wrong person to be asking this, but they're not going to trade Crony. It's not likely at all. He's hitting second or third every day in this lineup. He was an all-star last year. 
he does so many things for this team. I have a clip out from one of my previous episodes talking about Cronenworth and his value. So go check that out on this YouTube channel, Talking Friars, if you want to, uh, where I was talking about how valuable he is. Like, he makes consistent contact. I know he's striking out more this year, uh, but that's just more scouting reports and all that. I believe in him. Just so much versatility, middle of the line or top of the lineup. Like, they're not trading him. He's really, really valuable to this team. Really, really valuable. It would be dumb to trade him. I don't even think Preller's thinking about that. I don't even think teams are calling about that because they know that that wouldn't happen. Yeah, Sochi says, you're not a Padres fan if you think this team's a 500 team. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I mean, there's some Padres fans where, like, I'm 19. And some Padres fans, they've been through a lot more than I have, losing-wise and all that. I, I totally understand that. And so they have, you know, this glass half empty viewpoint on everything because they're like, you know, this team just, they've never won a World Series. They've won one World Series game. This team's cursed, you know, like I can understand why people can think like that. And we all saw last year's collapse, right? But at the same time, you got to realize that this team's different than last year's team. Every team goes through bad stretches, except maybe the Yankees this year. Who are playing like the 98 Yankees. You know? Every team goes through bad stretches. And this is a really bad stretch. Totally understand that. 5-13 and 13 in their last 18. I'll say that again. I know. But they're 5-13 they're and 13 without their best player. It's not like they're 5-13 and 13 like last year. Probably at some point during their collapse. With Tatis. Right? They got a lot of key guys hurt. And so I need to see them back before I can say... Oh, this team's a 500 team. I'm not going to buy into that right now. I'm not. All right. Let's get to this Padre Diamondback series. You got three games this weekend. Just talked about the Colorado Rockies series. Very, very, very frustrating. And the Dodgers are already beating the Cardinals. That's great. Uh, so tomorrow, City Connect Day, I'll be wearing my City Connect hat. I'll be at the game. So if you run into me, feel free to say hi. I appreciate everyone that has said hi to me at PECO whenever they do run into me. Uh, tomorrow's game, by the way, is on Apple TV Plus at 640. Mad Bum on the mound against you, Darvish. I know this Padres offense, I've said it already, it needs to get better. But they've pretty much owned Madison Bumgarner. So I think they can win tomorrow. I'm really confident in you, Darvish especially when he's pitching at home. I think it'll be a little weird him pitching in the City Connect unis, but uh, I think they have the upper hand in that game. Saturday at 540, uh, Lucas Gilbert, I think is his name. That's up against Shamanaya. Uh, you would think that they have the upper hand in that game. And I'm going by pitching matchups, obviously, but the Diamondbacks, they have been able to beat the Potters a little bit this year too. Obviously not as much as the, uh, the, as the Rockies. The Potters have pretty much done their business against the Diamondbacks, which is good. They just haven't done against the Rockies, and it's part of their collapse. Saturday, that's at 540. Sunday's game is at 110. Same day as the draft, which is what Preller and his team are gearing up for right now. And everyone wants to you know, yell and scream about, yeah, we need to make an addition. But Preller's a scout at heart, and I know his focus is on this, this major league team, but the draft is this Sunday. 
and they're prepping for this draft really hard right now. And so that's what they're focused. I think that's what they're focused on right now. And I know that's terrible. It's a terrible thing to think of while this team is, you know, it feels like they're collapsing. I know I, I still think it's a bad stretch, but fans will say they're collapsing. And so it's a bad look for them to not be focused on the big league team and be focused on the draft. They are focused on both things, but they still have to replenish the farm system, which isn't as talent as isn't as talented as it used to be. And Preller still has to do that part of the job. You know, he, he has a lot of he wears a lot of hats. Uh, so one ten on Sunday, Clev will take them out against Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly, I think, has been pitching pretty good against the Padres in his career. But this is a series you have to win. Uh, I don't care. To be honest, I, I don't care what team the Padres would would be playing this weekend. If it was uh, the Dodgers, I'd still say they have to win the series because of how bad the team has played. You keep losing series, and you got the Cardinal or the Giants right behind you, and they win series. I don't, you know, you don't need me to tell you this. Easy math, they're going to overtake you in the wild card race. And we have no idea how much longer Tatis is going to be out for because the Padres don't want to give us an update. That's another thing I'm irritated about. They don't know, or maybe they do know, they're not giving us an update. They don't know when Tatis is going to return. They're saying that Tatis might do swings, might continue his swing progression this weekend. That's what Kevin Acey is saying. I don't believe really anything that he's saying right now. I don't believe a lot of these reports. Unless Bob Melvin's saying it's hard to believe anything. This Padres team, let's remember, they held a press conference before a game at Wrigley Field earlier this year saying that, oh, the, MR, the, the scan results, the MRI results from Fernando's swing, oh, they didn't come back as great as we thought. We're going to push back uh, his swinging timeline to like another week or two or whatever it was. And then the next homestand, no press conference, no nothing. We have a fan taking a video of Tati swinging in the batting cage with no one telling us. They don't want to tell us because I don't think they know when Fernando's going to come back. And they got all these doctors with the differing opinions. Did those opinions matter when Fernando started swinging already? Obviously not. You know, like, it's just the whole situation is frustrating. I was disappointed when Fernando got in the, the accident, obviously. And, of course, when it was the lockout, they couldn't, you know, bring him back to San Diego and their facilities and all that. All this stuff, it's just frustrating. Uh, Fernando's like a part of the family, though, you know? Like, I try to keep saying that. Like, so people that want to be pissed at him and, you know, want to boo him. Like, I sit next to people at Pottery Games, and they're like, when he comes back, I'm going to boo him because I don't like what he did. I think I think that's dumb too. Like he's still one of us. He's the best player on the team. I'm disappointed, but I still love him. You know, because he's Fernando. He's he is a huge part of our future. Like when a family member does something stupid, do you stop loving them? You know, like do they if if they go rob or if they go steal something from you, they go steal. Uh, a watch from you or something. It's a dumb comparison, but they go steal something from you. Are you going to, like, hate them now? Like, you still love them, right? Like, he's a part of the family. It's just disappointing that he's not here and can't help at all 
with this struggling offense and this five and thirteen team or their last eighteen games. You know? That that's what's frustrating. And you hope that Crony, Manny, Mazzara, Ruiz, they can keep hitting. And you hope that Voigt can do something this weekend, get a hit this weekend. And you hope that the starting pitching can keep the bullpen or the lineup in the game. And you hope that the bullpen, you know, Chris Matt will pitch better this weekend when he pitches. And Mackenzie Gore, when he comes out of the bullpen this weekend, same with Nick Martinez, they'll pitch good and give some innings. And you hope they, they can win this series because if they don't, they're going to continue making that gap smaller between them and the Giants for that final wildcard spot. So, not great here. Um, I think that's going to do it. Don't have a whole lot else to say. I was kind of venting. I, I didn't have a full like structure of what I was going to be talking about today. Obviously, the series and what happened in the games. Uh, there were some people that I thought didn't have great comments here in the chat. Maybe they're Dodger fans. Uh, but I think we're all pissed off, and hopefully it gets better tomorrow. I'll be back with the pregame show probably at Petco tomorrow. Um, Daily Padres content. It's not going to be like this every episode if you're new. Trust me, it's not. I'm more. I'm usually more of an optimistic person, uh, but I was just pissed off watching this team this series. So, this has been episode 198 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host Ben Fadden. Go Padres! Still keep the faith. Things hopefully will get better, and I'll talk to you later. See you, everybody.